0: Relevant Magazine and relevantmagazine.com. It's the Relevant Podcast.
1: It's the week of Friday, January 8th, 2010, or should I say 2010? Yes. Yeah, that's grammatically correct. 2010.
2: Yes, I like that.
1: It's the week of Friday, January 8th, 2010. I don't like that. I like 2010. It sounds more formal. so 2000. Anyway, and this is The Relevant Podcast. I'm Cameron Strang, and here with me in our Orlando, Florida studios is um, a couple of... A familiar face and a new face... Uh, back from Voice. maternity leave is Maya Strang.
2: Ayo. You know you missed me. <laughs> How you doing?
1: <laughs> and uh, joining the podcast crew for 2010. Tw- no. See, sounds better than 2010. Is uh, the newest member of the relevant team, Josh Loveless. Hello, peoples. You might have heard Josh do some interviews. He He's the one who talked to Don Miller. He talked to Rob Bell. And those went so well, we said, why don't you come join yeah. the the team. So thank you. So he'll be uh he'll be joining us. Uh on the Skype line from Lover Loverland, Virginia is Jesse Carey. Hello,
0: good to be back after the holiday break. Christmas break. And, oh. and New Year's <laughs> I was counting New Year's too. All right. That's holiday I I, 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 this, not... I don't assume that everyone that listens uh celebrates Christmas. I mean, I would hope they do, but I'm, you know, I'm pretty politically correct.
1: Yeah, it's like you're warring with Christmas right now, Festivals. Yeah, festivus. I have,
0: yeah, I have, I have yet to call a, a truce on the war on Christmas.
1: Um, and and Ryan Ham, who normally is on the podcast, is actually stuck in China right now. He um hmm. he was over there visiting his Chinese girlfriend, and <laughs> she she's not she's American, but she is in China. Yes. And he went there for the holidays. <laughs> and apparently, a massive blizzard has shut down the airport in Beijing, and he is stuck in in China. Hmm. He will be back ah.
0: in three days.
3: Have so. you looked into that at all?
1: No, I haven't. But it it sounds fishy. I it, was I was
0: gonna say, <laughs> did, 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 were Good you point. like contacted by uh, someone like within the Chinese government, and that's what they told you, <laughs> or did Ryan himself tell you? Well,
1: either way, it's fishy. Either Ryan wants to extend the, his uh, vacation with his Chinese girlfriend, or something happened to Ryan.
0: Uh, yeah, mm. I, I'm pretty sure that he calls an international incident is probably in danger.
1: <laughs> well, you know, I mean, truth be told, he had a really hard time getting his visa to go over there. He really? got denied several times. I mean, can times. you blame the Chinese? <laughs> he, he got denied several times because he works for a media company, and so they, classifi- they classified him as a mm. journalist, and mm. they denied his entry. So he had to lie. So they probably found the lie, and that's, now he's detained.
0: Right now he is at he is at like a he's in a in a room with like one fluorescent light (laughs) and like sitting at a card table like all sweaty. right and there are several Chinese government officials smoking and yelling at him for three straight days yeah that's an average day at relevant yeah Yeah. that's what what
1: he looks like at his desk yeah Um, all right well we have a special podcast for you today to kick off the new year Uh, coming up we have an in studio performance by Josh Bales you you may not know him but you will after this podcast. Um also coming up, we are playing a game, a listener interaction game. We have that coming up later. S- stay tuned. You won't want to miss it. Um and, and, and we're we're gonna try and tweak a few things. We're we're not sure how it's gonna turn out, so let us know. I'm sure you will. Um let's see the, <laughs> I, I one of the things I wanna do, I want to trim down entertainment releases. I'm tired of reading stuff like, you know, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Some pop band has an album it's coming good, out. It's a good not, example. Thanks, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we thought what we do is just, if there's, an, if there's a release worth mentioning, we will. And if there's not, we're not going to feel obligated to read you stuff that isn't worth reading. Mm. So this week, there are a couple of re- releases of note coming out. OK Go is coming out with Of the Blue Color of the Sky. I like OK Go. They do all the creative videos with the treadmills yeah. and the stuff.
2: I did their uh, Nike workout. On my iPod Yeah On a treadmill yes. I did not dance Or get down on it But Right I did work out with uh, them
1: Also coming out Vampire Weekend With their new one Contra And here here's a, a clip Of Vampire Weekend's uh, Single Interesting
2: out I myself Right. Me and my
4: cousins and you and your cousins It's a running Me and my cousins and you and your cousins I can feel it coming
1: a Vampire Weekend, you may or may not know If you, if you're subscribed to Relevant, you know that they are featured in the issue We interviewed them Movies coming out on Friday, January 15th we got a couple We have Book of Eli starring Denzel Washington And Last Station starring... Helen Mirren, James McAvoy, and Paul Giamatti. All right, well, that'll do it for your entertainment releases. We're actually going to segue right now right into slices. They'll change a pace, right? We sped that up, so we'll, uh, we'll go been right so into slices. Long, I don't
2: remember how this thing goes.
1: Maya looks ready to go. She looks ready, Well, actually, Jesse usually kicks it off. Oh, does he? Okay. Yeah. But
2: it's right. 2010.
0: Yeah, Maya, you ready? You're up. Sorry, Jesse. Take that, Jesse. That's okay. Start us off on a new decade, Maya.
2: All right. My slice is just um, for all you college people out there that are looking for some scholarships, some extra money um, to help you pay for your college. Um, there's 10 unusual college scholarships for 2010. Some of them are just really interesting. So that's really that's my whole slice. Um, one of them is the is for people that eat meat.
1: Do you get a scholarship for eating meat.
2: The National Beef for, for- Ambassadors Program. Yeah. Like so you're to- telling
0: me there there's a carnivore scholarship.
2: <laughs> Basically, yes. How do you prove this? Um, you have to do a public speaking thing on the beef industry.
3: Wait, did, was that uh, the Beef and Bastards? I think that's <laughs> what you said. Ambassador.
2: <laughs> oh, <the> program.
3: Beef and <laughs> okay. You said Beef and Bastards program. <laughs> <laughs> the
2: B&B. <laughs> of course.
3: <laughs> of course.
2: Ah. Um, however, five winners get $1,000. And a $700 scholarship, and the opportunity to travel across the United States of America. Speaking about beef. Speaking about beef. That's (laughs) a lot of work for a thousand bucks. It is. Yeah. Also, the Outspoken Vegetarians is another organization. In in, in
0: other words, the annoying, self righteous people. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Okay. Is there anything more bothersome? I don't have a problem with vegetarians. Really okay,
1: Chad Michael Snavely is, is an outspoken vegetarian, just so you know. <laughs> He's actually almost vegan. Wait, well, who is? Chad. Chad, Chad Michael Snavely, uh, who who now has a
0: mic. Hey, all right. Well, let, let me clarify, okay? <laughs> I don't handle, have a problem handle. with veganism or vegetarianism. <laughs> I have a problem with people who like make veiled remarks to make me... You know, feel like I'm not as good as them.
3: I just hate beef and bastards. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I hate.
2: Okay. Well, this one's from the Vegetarian Resource Group.
3: What do you have to
1: do?
2: You have to fill an application.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so anybody could lie and do Yeah. It. Okay. Great.
2: And um they're giving away two five thousand dollar scholarships. That's the vegetarians a, uh, are giving away more than yep, they yeah. the a the lot, beef lot less work
1: than the beef people for more money. The beef people. Let's Isn't that winn Dixie? Yeah, it is. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Um, there is a tall people, if you're over 5'10 or taller, but not, th- not athletically inclined enough to win a basketball scholarship. 5'10
1: is not tall. You can,
2: you can, do, you can <laughs> try horrible. out for the Tall Clubs International to win one of their $1,000 scholarships. Okay. There's also a short people. <laughs> same thing. 5'10 would...
1: or taller? Same no. thing.
2: Um, they don't give a Is that
0: discrimination, though?
1: Ooh. Basically. You know? I always wondered about the discrimination thing because...
0: It, it, I, I think in scholarships, there you is You can't
1: have like a white people scholarship.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> right? But you could have other ethnicities
3: uh, who would get a scholarship. Do you want to name some of those ethnicities? Nope.
2: <laughs> you could have the Germans.
1: I, and and then, like, you know, like how come somebody gets money just because they're tall?
3: I would like <laughs> someone to draw a cartoon image of what, the, what one person would look like that encaptures all <laughs> of these different <laughs> scholarships. <laughs>
2: There um, also there is a sch- schizophrenics or bipolar. No ki- not kidding. <laughs> They're really? like, oh, uh, what do we say about <laughs> yeah, that? I don't know. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's serious. There's that's schizos
3: across serious. the country going. Finally, <laughs> finally, I hate that.
2: Uh, <laughs> oh shoot. <laughs> we probably shouldn't go there. There's also um, they call it the Michael Scotts of tomorrow. You can win um, up to four thousand dollars for for students planning to attend accredited schools that major in some form of paper curriculum.
1: There's really paper curriculum.
3: Yeah, I have a quick question, though. Go ahead. Would would the paper curriculum, could that be done as an online course? Mm. Mm. I just wonder. Maybe because they
1: so revere paper, they don't want to use it or waste it.
3: Yeah, I'm just curious if I could do distance learning. (laughs) About paper. About paper.
1: All right, Josh, you're up.
3: I don't know if you guys heard about this. I had to dig a little bit. Um, But Tiger Woods cheated on his wife. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the podcast. I, yeah. I, uh, I, I don't know if you guys heard, have heard about this. I'm new uh, at this. What? So I just wanted to, to bring some new stuff. Now, for all of you who have felt like the Catholic Church was too stuffy, how do you like the Vatican now? Recently, the Vatican newspaper published an article, I don't know if you saw this, but c- it was congratulating the TV show The Simpsons what? on their 20th anniversary. The article was entitled Aristotle's Virtues and Homer's Donut. Really? Yeah. The Vatican newspaper. The article says Homer's religious confusion and ignorance are a mirror of the indifference and the need that modern modern man feels towards faith. Crazy. I I agree, but wow. Isn't having the the Vatican applaud the Simpsons kind of like getting a friend request from your mom on Facebook? (laughs) (laughs) Like, there's certain things that you don't want your authority figures to embrace. That's true. So the Vatican saying... We really love The Simpsons. It's the
2: last season of The Simpsons yeah. now. <laughs> yeah,
3: it's just like yeah,
0: it kind of takes the fun out of it. It
3: takes the fun out of it, and it's like way to get on board year twenty Vatican.
2: <laughs> 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 they had to see how it was going to play so, out.
3: Christians
1: are like usually five years late. Yeah, so yeah. apparently Catholics yeah. are twenty years late. Definitely <laughs> not an early
3: adopter. Yeah, yeah. I was allowed and to and watch. By the, the way, Simpsons. I didn't want
1: to insinuate that Catholics aren't Christians. I should have said evangelicals. Evangelicals are five years late. So yeah. just want ahead and that so I don't get mean emails from all the Catholics in years.
2: <laughs> were you guys allowed to watch The Simpsons back in the day?
0: And no, no, yeah, I Oh yes. I was. Yeah, I yeah, was. yeah and you what, what? you had problems. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they were. Yeah, they were a source of a lot of faith crisis for me.
1: So well, that's now true. I'm Catholic. So yeah, yeah. Well,
0: <laughs> I, yeah, I recently converted to Catholicism and stopped watching it though. Well, well you're allowed but to watch I'm it now. Start watching.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: The, the Pope signed off, so that's good. Um, <laughs> Well, I did this one uh, in honor of the – Predicament that Ryan found himself in, uh, a stuck in a foreign country. And I can only imagine that, you know, he's in the same company with this other person that I'm going to mention on several levels. And it's just irony that they're both stuck. Um, Is this about Steven Seagal? I was going say
2: Steven Seagal. <laughs> no.
0: Joan Rivers. Uh, yep. Joan Rivers, uh, one of yep. America's jewels, this. as I call her, you know, just a, a crusty um, old jewel. <laughs> she was on vacation in Costa Rica. Uh, and she was denied access on her flight home uh, because of discrepancy on her passport. It didn't look and I'm like assuming it. <laughs> also because it looked like she was wearing a disguise. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it, her, pa- her passport had two names on it, her real name and her stage name, uh, said AKA Joan Rivers. Nuh-uh. And uh, according to the story, she got very upset and, uh, and indignant With the TSA agent, which if you've ever been stuck at an airport, you know the best thing to do when you're frustrated is to get indignant. Um, (laughs) She told them, I can tell you that Donna Karen does not make anything that hides a bomb. Um, So that went over well. (laughs) That went over well. Yeah. And so, uh, you know. Uh, Especially to someone, to a a worker in a developing country, to talk about you you know your uh, fashionable clothes. But I just, I I think you know, if Joan Rivers can't travel freely, the terrorists have already won. (laughs) (laughs) This this really just got on my nerves. I I
3: imagine the people of Costa Rica are trying to track down this woman, Donna Karen. (laughs) (laughs) I think I think they are worried that there is a woman that's behind this plot with Joan.
0: And and I and my theory is Ryan is somehow involved the chinese know it <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what the connection is with ryan and joan rivers at this point but there's got to be something you something. know this is just too weird
2: so you so. can have an aka on yourself on your passport i do you do not no jesse knows the situation <laughs> my
0: mind says aka joan, joan rivers <laughs> <laughs> it took me a lot of paperwork to do that but
1: Well, on that note that'll wrap up slices um Stay tuned. Up next, we have a live in-studio performance by Josh Bales.
0: happy new year welcome back thanks for listening to another year of great content from the relevant podcast but did you know that we put out a magazine with even more great content fun slices media reviews articles to deepen your faith it's all a part of relevant magazine save up to 63% if you subscribe now go to relevantmagazine.com slash subscribe
1: You're listening to Mute Math. The song is "Backfire," is from their current album Armistice. Check them out at mutemath.com. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard Death Cab for Cutie. The song is "The New Year." Chad picked that out because it's the new year. Apropos, yep. Josh Bales is a singer-songwriter originally from Tennessee. Over the years, Josh has built an indie following with his intimate style. And in 2008, he released a brand new 10-song country album entitled "If I Was a Prince." This new batch of songs is by far Josh's most creative yet. With players from Leanne Rimes' band and other Nashville greats, the record has a vibe that's attracting a larger and more eclectic audience. It's this broader outlook on art and audience that reveals Bale's maturity and progression in both songwriting and recording. Josh will arrest you with songs that are creative, honest, and edgy. He's also a worship leader, and he travels around playing house shows across the country. You can check out his music on iTunes at his website, joshbales.com. Without any further ado, here is Josh Bales performing Wishful Thinking.
4: Love found us both brokenhearted Standing outside of your apartment I took the first step or was it a boot slip? But either way, we both leaned into it. Maybe all this is, all it ever was. wish for thinking, wishful wish for thinking. That time between when you fall asleep and you start dreaming, you start dreaming, oh, you know. out how our story's gonna end, yeah, it's easy to find a lover but not a friend, so we we'll take one step forward, we we'll take one step more, and we will find our way somehow, yeah, yeah, yeah. night at the hayride It's a beautiful autumn night and Love is calling Love is calling With all our friends around I swear I hear that sound Love is calling Love is calling Oh you know Right now that there's no way for us to figure out How this story is gonna end, yeah it's easy to find a lover but not a friend, so we we'll take one step forward, we'll take one step more, and we will find our way somehow, and maybe all this is, all it ever was, wishful thinking, wishful thinking, with all our friends around, I swear I hear that sound Love is calling Love is calling Oh, you know Right now There's no way for us to figure out How this story's gonna end It's easy to find a lover but not a friend we we'll take one step forward One step more and we will find our way somehow. We take one step forward. One step more, and we will find our way somehow.
1: That was Josh Bales. Check him out at joshbales.com. You're listening to Silver Sun Pickups. The song is Panic Switch. The video is playing right now on Relevant.tv. Go check it out. It's from their album Swoon, and they are on tour right now with Muse. I like Muse. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay, so Josh had an idea for a segment, a brief segment that we would do each time he's on the podcast.
2: Oh, something for him? It's
1: kind of an addendum (laughs) to Slices. Okay. It's a Slices-esque mini segment. Okay. Yeah, and we think maybe every time you come on the podcast, you could we could do something. Talk about the
2: latest with the baby? (laughs) Yeah,
1: baby news, uh, Minnesota Vikings news. Oh, yeah. You know, stuff like that, whatever. Uh, and, and, And Josh, why don't you tell us what your idea was?
3: Yeah, the idea is that each of us would bring who we believe to be the most fascinating person of the week is it could be someone that you want to tell a story that you know is involved in your circle of life or it could be someone in public space that many people would also recognize this isn't as random as the tiger woods reference uh that i had earlier <laughs> but from the world of sports tim tebow is my most fascinating person of the week why is that i'm not a gator fan uh as I am. as you you're, you're a subtle Gator fan when you walk into your office. A banner is hanging on the wall. The, the marching band.
1: <laughs> is literally in my is office. Is in your office. I do have a signed Tebow Ball, by the way, behind my desk.
3: Yeah, I've noticed that. Yeah. Well, I think I'm not a Gator fan, but he may go down as the greatest college football player ever, which I'm willing to concede. The big question everyone's asking is, <laughs> will he play quarterback in the NFL or will he be the second-string chaplain on some team in the NFL? (laughs) It's probably going to be that one. But but the question that I care most about is whether or not his black eyeliner with scriptures on it is helpful to the movement of Jesus on the earth. I get the same feeling when I see one of those worship CD commercials on TV with people lifting their hands to I can only imagine. Uh, In both cases, I believe in what the person's doing and think that it's good, but when you see it on TV, it feels hokey. Right. What do you guys think about? So he okay. has been doing this all well, year, but no, well, no,
1: not just all year. Back to the championship, and in fact, after he did it for the first time when they won the championship, that was sixth one. Uh, yeah, I think it was, it was his 76. freshman one. Ninety-six million Google searches for that exact verse, yeah. and I'm going and and, and, and watching the uh, the last game of the season uh, that the Gators played regular season this year before the. The, the game we will not reference with the team from the <laughs> attached state. Um, the CBS guys were, were, you know, it got to be a thing like, what verse is, is this week? And so they're sitting there reading scripture on air. They're, it was like Hebrews 11 something. Yeah. And they're reading it and talking about it and mm-hmm. talking about the significance of why he chose that verse for that game. Huh. And, and to me, I'm going, when does God get national airtime anymore? Well, have,
3: yeah. you, have you seen Christian television? National, he gets it all the time. Airtime, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, well,
0: well he, he, here, here, real quick thing in response to like those, you know, commercials where they're selling worship CDs. One, Tim Tebow's not selling anything, at least you know monetarily. You know, it's not like he's selling the, the, you know, well, uh, yeah. Ephesians four thirteen. You know, I. You know, makeup. They
3: sell them in the Christian bookstores now, Jesse. They do not. They
0: do not. You lie. But, but it's not like the Tim Tebow brand. <laughs> well, it absolutely is. They're
3: orange and white.
0: They are yeah, not. But he, but, but he personally, lying? Isn't wrong. he's lying. He's lying. He's lying. But, but okay. And one other thing yeah, is, he hasn't uh, been to
3: a Christian bookstore in like nine years.
1: <laughs> hey,
0: real, real quick,
3: someone just started printing them right now. Just listening to this, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be huge.
0: millions. No, but but the, the thing about Tim Tebow is, and I'm not, I'm not like a huge Gators fan, but I will say the guy backs it up. You know what I mean? On the field and uh, in life. I mean, he spends his summers uh, at an orphanage in Haiti. You know.
2: I mean, I don't know if he's leading anyone to, to the Lord through it, but it's a positive.
1: It's a testimony, and I'll a tell positive you what things for hey. Christians because <laughs>
2: instead of it being you know craziness. In
1: my opinion, I mean, I don't know. I don't know many Christians who have a national secular platform who use it to glorify Christ as. Intentionally, as he does, sure, and 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 you know, and, and the funny thing is, is all the backlash and all the Tebow haters and yeah. all the people who, you, you know, you can't, you can't say he's insincere.
3: Yeah, you no, know, I think he's, he seems like a great guy. I like some of the things that he he says, but when you put scriptures under your eyes, it just starts to get a little hokey for me. It's like watching the worship lady raise her hands you know during the i can only imagine cd sales promo it just it feels like i believe in what you're doing i you know i'll raise my hands in church too and have that kind of intimate moment i don't want to see it on tv
1: you know what though i saw i saw um yeah, they were showing the crowd uh after that that concert last game
3: with with mercy me after the last game, oh, the football game, and
1: there was all these kids in the in the stands with the black things on their face with scriptures on them. And I think it, they were like, mocking them. That was a fraternity. <laughs> they were like eleven, and and like they so. I, and I'm going listen. These kids are going to idolize athletes. Look at that. They're writing scriptures on their face, and and maybe a seed's planted somewhere somehow. I just you know I don't. Yeah, I get the cynicism. I get it. Sure. I mean, he's pretty in your face with the Jesus stuff. Yeah, but. If I was in that same situation, would I hide my light under a bushel or would I be as stand as strong for my faith as he does? I, yeah. I can't say that I would probably have the boldness he does. Yeah, I respect that. People b- put crap out of it.
2: Put bad stuff on their face, too.
3: Well, this last year, the quarterback for Virginia Tech put Michael Vick under his eyes. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, and that was banned later on. So. Really? And then Michael Vick put Pitbull on his. Aww. Oh, <laughs> That's what he got for Christmas this year. Did you
2: hear? Aww. Shut up! No.
1: I'm just... <laughs> and then he fed it to another pit bull. Okay. Oh, he
2: paid his. He,
0: he, the, the guy gets no slack. Come on, people.
2: <laughs> I know. Are you You're sticking
0: up a for a here?
3: Are you sticking up for Michael Vick? He's a huge tech fan.
2: Really? Hey, hey, hey! I,
0: I, we, this I could do a whole podcast <laughs> on Michael Vick, but I won't. I won't even get started today. <laughs> but you know, sometime if you want to hash out Michael Vick. You know, I mean the the guy got the works. guy look, I'm not defending what he did. <laughs> all right. He did a hor- horrible, horrible things. But look at what other professional athletes do and the double standard that he got. You know, With I mean Tiger there Woods. are football players in the NFL right now who murdered people. You who, know Ray Lewis? Were, yeah, exactly. Ray Lewis.
3: Nope. He was never convicted. And Michael Vick was so. <laughs>
1: That's
0: true. Yeah. Okay. So Michael Vick. It, it, we, we don't have to. We, we don't have to get into Michael it. Michael right Vick
1: fed puppies to other pit bulls as snacks.
0: He did not. And yes, and, he did. and he and he paid his debt to society. But di- but, but what about
1: crime. the dead puppies?
0: I mean, it, it is it's a tragedy and it was a horrible crime. It was a horrible thing to do. Have you seen the Sarah
3: McLaughlin commercials? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> they make you want to. Those, Give me your credit yeah, card yeah, right now. You know what those remind they me, want me to of? Start my eyes off. out. Just
1: what are you talking you about? In my well. ears.
0: Hey, you know what those Sarah Gla- McLaughlin commercials remind <laughs> me of? An outspoken vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> is, I feel the same way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Who's your most fascinating person of the week, Jesse?
0: All right, well, uh, I, I thought this was an interesting story. Uh, so uh, a friend uh, of Relevant, I think Rick Warren is the most fascinating oh, person. Interesting, yeah. Um, And I, I'm sure you guys heard about this. And again, this is probably going to bring up some mixed emotions among some Christians um, and some non-Christians. But uh, their church, Saddlebacking Church in California, which is a huge church, but they do lots of good things in the community, was facing a budget deficit at the end of the year. Did you guys hear about this? Yeah, yeah, yep.
1: 900000
0: Yeah, they need uh, $900,000. So he wrote a letter uh, basically asking the congregation to consider giving extra and explained about a lot of the, the community programs that they do and, and missions work they're involved with, as well as just some of the needs of running such a big church. And the next week, they ended up getting uh, 2.4 million in do- in donations. Uh, so far, exceeded the the budget deficit.
1: What was, to me, what was fascinating was the severe negative press he got. ABC News and yeah. all these people saying, making him out to look greedy and the church look greedy, and and it's just it's ludicrous to me. I actually know Rick. I'm, I'm I I would actually say I'm close with Rick. And he doesn't take a salary. He's never he paid back every dime that Saddleback
0: ever paid him as a pastor. He reversed tithes. Yeah. He he, he keeps ten percent of what he gets from the books and gives away ninety. Yeah.
1: So if any person in the world could you know, I would I would believe that the need is real because the person is not materialistic and is not bling bling and not showy, it's Rick Warren. Now if this if the criticism was lobbed at just generic a generic mega church pastor and I won't name names then a bling bling type ministries fine it's warranted probably you probably were not frugal you probably you know where saddleback this year had staff cutbacks because giving was down i've been to the church i know the people who run the ministry they run it very conservatively fiscally they do not spend money and and so when the church was having a real need, the pastor, for the first time in twenty five years, sent an email to the congregation only, and some ha- saying that you are a part of this community, and the community has a need. Will you consider helping? Somehow that gets he gets raked over the coals for that.
0: Well, and and, and I've had you know I think as as all of us you know who kind of get older and have you know our our perspective on things about faith shift to a degree. And one thing, you know, being involved in my church and, and, and different things, one thing I used to, you know, have a, had an opinion about was being asked for money, you know. But if you look at the, the message of the gospel, is, is about dying to self. And I, I don't fault ministries. I'm, I'm not saying that, uh, you know, you shouldn't be held accountable for how you spend your finances, but Christians should look for opportunities to give. And asking for money is giving people an opportunity to put their faith in action. I'm not saying you have to give to everyone that asks, but I don't. I don't think it's it's this big, uh, you know, taboo thing that we've made it out to be. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I, I
1: love the fact that that you know, look at what God did in that 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 church community gave 2.4 million dollars to the need, and uh, Pastor Rick got up the next Sunday and told the story. Um, called it the miracle and told the story of what what happened in their church, and that they're going into 2010 with a surplus, and that you know what that's going to allow the ministry to do. I just think it's an awesome story, and you know the secular media sometimes in Christians too. I mean sometimes we're just too cynical. I mean maybe I don't know. I just I I, I think that that he's a great selection for most fascinating person because. That guy can't do anything without getting criticized, and it happened again last week. So
3: it's one thing if it's a if it's a for profit company trying to get people just to give them money, but it's a non profit church that is all based on fundraising and gifts that people give. So it makes complete sense, what, you know, doing what he did. So
0: yeah. and plus, plus they're not forcing anybody. You know what I mean? Right. Especially if you read the letter. If you read, I don't even yeah. feel like the letter was emotionally manipulative at all. You know, I, I agree. I I remember reading it uh, last week. And it just came across, look, here's the situation. You know what I mean? Here's the stuff we're doing. And that costs a lot of money to to reach this many people, you know? Is that how you introduce yourself? Here's the situation? (laughs) Yeah. When I enter a room, I yell it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Well, that'll do it for uh, the most fascinating people of the week. Up next, another in-studio performance from Josh Bales. listening to get well soon the song is angry young man the video is playing right now on relevant.tv it's from their upcoming album vexations their website i like you will get sounds like a hallmark site it's time for the second performance by josh bales but before i toss to it i wanted to let you know a little behind the scenes info Josh and Chad went to college together. Interesting. And he has told me many terrible, terrible stories about <laughs> Josh Wales.
2: Where did Chad go to college That made you
0: at? hesitant to put him on the podcast.
1: Well, he really did have to bribe us. So, Where did they go to college at? <laughs> uh, he went to Bryan College near Chattanooga, Tennessee. Interesting. Yep. Mm. I didn't know that. Didn't Actually, know Chad either. just piped that in. He, he put that in our ears. We'll our have to ears. ask
2: Chad why he chose that school.
3: Actually, he chose it over James College. <laughs> Which was next to Richard Richard College, R- yeah, go. down the street from Steve University, <laughs> right?
1: Who, who, of course, is the uh, arch rivals for Margaret College? They go on the women's school. They do dances act. together. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Chad. All right. Without any further ado, here's Josh Bales performing "Only the Sinner."
4: the sinner, only the weak, only the man who lies and steals and cheats, only the woman who runs around, only the child with the selfish mouth, and only prostitutes and murderers crooked businessmen, only those who have no alibis yet, only those who cannot hide their sin, only the dirty, never the clean. only the beggar man never the king only the master never the maid the maid only the sinner say and never the righteous and never the good Lord, and never the man who does all the things he should and never the rich Never the strong Never the woman Never breaks the law Never the healthy Never the wise Never the man who claims To have some out of eyes only The dirty Never Only the beggar man And never the king Only the messed up And never the maid The maid Only the sinner prostitutes and murderers and crooked businessmen yeah, only those who have no out of yet only those who cannot hide their sin. only the dirty Never the clean, only the beggar man. Never the king, only the messed up. And never. Center, Jesus saves
1: That was Josh Bales. The songs only the center check him out at myspace.com/joshbales. So my fault for
5: not getting old, so you made it start
1: listening to Mike Snow. The song is Sylvia College. Um, <laughs> the video is playing right now on Relevant.TV. All right. Well, normally right now it would be the feedback segment, but because it's been about a year and a half since we had a podcast, we don't have any feedback to read. And since we are now in 2010, the future, we mm-hmm. thought we should overhaul feedback We should make it more interactive. We should actually involve you. So rather than reading your emails and uh, replies each week, we're going to let you guys give them to us yourself. We have set up a hotline for you to call in each week with your uh, feedback replies, and we will literally play them on the podcast and then mock you. Okay. Yeah. So so anyway, since we don't since we now have that set up, but we don't have that to interact with, we thought we would fill the time uh, doing a 2010 kickoff quiz show. So 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 Josh, the newbie, is going to go against one of you, our listeners, and Jesse Carey made the questions, so you know that they are
3: good.
2: About Steven Seagal. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> they're all about they're, Joan Rivers. They, they, and yeah, Steven
0: they're Seagal. biographical Steven Seagal questions, so I'm sure <laughs> you guys will probably get 100%. He so.
3: and I went to school together, so it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> At Timothy College? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you,
0: you, you guys went to the same dojo? <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: Earlier today, we went on Twitter and said, Hey, we're recording a quiz show night. Do you want to be on the podcast? And, a, and dozens of you immediately hit us back with your phone numbers. Hello? Is this Meg J. Knight? This is her. You uh, responded to a tweet saying you would like to uh, be part of one of our games on the
3: podcast this week. Is that still correct?
5: That's correct.
1: Okay.
3: Meg, Meg said more than that. She trash-talked a little bit. Oh. Oh, I
6: think now. I think I did. I'm sorry. Well, no, I'm not going to apologize.
1: <laughs> Wait, are you the one who <laughs> said oh,
0: thank you? Do not apologize for the smack. Are you the one who said bring
3: it?
6: I'm not apologizing. It. I'm not apologizing.
1: All right. Okay, so you're on with uh, Maya is here, Jesse is here. I'm here and a new guy Josh Lovelace is here and <laughs> what you're going to be doing is Jesse concocted a quiz Three questions each, and you are going to be going head to head against Josh Lovelace, our newest member of the podcast. Jesse, oh, wow. Jesse, do you want to tell us what the uh, quiz is?
0: Yes, the quiz is a a game. You know, the Oscars are coming up, and uh, you know we entered a new year. It's it's, it's January twenty ten. So, so <laughs> I'm going to ask you trivia questions about movies that are uh, coming out in the next twelve months.
1: And, and, right. and Meg J Knight, I, I believe your tweet reply to us uh, had a little smack talking in there, so you need to back that up and uh, bring it. I now,
6: now, I'm a little nervous because if I if I if I don't back this up, which I I'm pretty sure I can.
0: <laughs> it, well, we'll say this, Meg Knight. If you don't, we will we will encourage everyone to spam your Twitter.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, what are we gonna do? Uh, the format here, Jesse? Do you go? You're gonna ask each person a question, and then yes, and then it's kind of we're just doing a, a points total here.
0: Is that what yeah? It is? It's gonna be a point total, and there are multiple choice questions. So the only thing I ask is uh, that I read all the choices before you answer them. All right, Jesse, take it away. Uh, this one will be for Meg. All right, Meg? All right. All right. So Avatar just came out. 3D made like a billion dollars. So people are really excited about 3D movies. In 2010, which of these is an actual 3D movie that will be released? All right. Is it Mad Max the Thunderdome 3D? <laughs> Step up. 3D. Oh. I know my is a big fan of the oh, Step I Up franchise. I did get a little See that up
1: when you said that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> SpongeBob 3D, or No Respect, the best of Rodney Dangerfield, <laughs> which is actually a 4D experience because they put the smell of salami in the theater to get all the senses in. <laughs> okay, well let's
6: think. I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to pass on the last one. Um, I don't think I need to see much more Rodney Dangerfield in my life ever. So probably not that one.
1: He still gets no respect.
6: Um, <laughs> is he dead? Yeah, <laughs> still dead. no
1: death. Yeah.
6: <laughs> so I'm gonna probably I'm probably gonna go see my the only my hesitation here is SpongeBob 3D. It's definitely feasible, but I, my question is, has it already happened? Because I'm, I'm trying to. Mm. I don't think it has actually. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with SpongeBob.
0: I'm sorry, the correct answer is step up three. Shut your oh, face. No. Yes, yes. Wow.
1: Well the kicks, the feet are coming right right out in your face. Wow. Yeah, I will be I there.
2: You and a lot of fourteen year old girls. <laughs> no. I also like Twilight, so leave me alone.
1: Oh my goodness. <laughs> I just like right. everybody to know she's the next... thirty. She's I don't I'm not actually married to a fourteen year old girl.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Josh. Well the, the next question is for you. And I'm going to ask you to get your boycott gear ready because there are a whole (laughs) slew of witch movies coming out in 2018. (laughs) I'm going to name five movies, and you tell me which one is not a movie that is slated to come out over the next year. All right, ready? I'm ready. Here's your choices. Is it The Sorcerer's Apprentice, How to Train a Dragon, Sabrina, the Teenage Witch, the movie, Mm. Season of the Witch, or Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows? Uh, Which one is not an actual movie? uh, I think think
3: Sabrina is meant to throw me off. So I'm going to go with Sabrina, the Teenage Witch.
0: You are correct. That is not a movie coming out. All the rest are.
3: Wow. Look at that. Come on, Meg, bring it. He took Uh-oh. the lead. Hey, the score, I Meg... knew
6: that one. Thank you very much. That okay. one came out in the nineties.
3: Okay, all right. <laughs>
6: it,
1: it actually came out. That exists. It, it exists.
0: Made it, it for TV, right? Oh. So, Meg, the next question is for you. All right. All right. We've all seen that the career of Luke Wilson has fallen on hard times. <laughs> <laughs> he has resorted to AT and T ads. <laughs> <laughs> His brother Owen. Did pretty well last year with a dog movie called Marley and Me. This year, Owen Wilson will star, have a starring role in a dog movie. Which dog movie that will come out in 2010 will Luke Wilson have a very prominent, or Owen Wilson have a Luke prom, very prominent role in? Is it Lassie? Is it Beethoven's Back? Is it... Cats and dogs, the revenge of Kitty Galore. Is it Marmaduke? Oh, no. the oh, shoot. Or is it Airbud? Viva Las World Cup MVP, most valuable poodle.
6: <laughs> oh man, I actually don't know this one, so I'm gonna have to guess. I'm gonna go with Marmaduke.
0: You are correct. Wow. He is voicing a movie version of Marmaduke next year. So now we got so we, we got ourselves a tie ball game, folks. Tie. It's heating up. So you guys are getting the flow of the game now. Josh. Yes. Right now, you know, business is, is all in the news right now. And there are several movies coming out next year that uh, are going off the whole financial theme. So which of these is not one of those films? Which of these is not a real film? All right, is it Wall Street 2, a sequel? Is it Ponzi, the Bernie Madoff story? Is it Social Network, the story of Facebook uh, starring Justin Timberlake? Or is it the comedy Lottery Ticket? Which one of those is not real? Uh, I'm going to go with Wall Street 2. I'm sorry, that is coming out next year starring Shia LaBeouf. No There's no Bernie way. Madoff
3: movie. Wow. There's no Bernie Madoff movie. Really? No. Even on Lifetime? Ooh.
0: I did not check Lifetime. <laughs> See, so pretty... I, I bet that might be coming, coming out. <laughs> and, and trust me, I'm pretty familiar with the network. For <laughs> okay. Good. So
1: Shia LaBeouf is seriously starring in Wa- Wall Street 2?
0: Yeah. Wow. Amazing. I know. All right. So the score still one to one here, right? Yep. Two rounds All in, right, Meg. last round, right? Yeah, this is the final round, okay?
6: Oh, wow. Pressure. Hey.
0: Yeah, this is, this is your chance to back up your smack talk. Final round. <laughs> Seth Rogen, a very funny guy, will make a potentially disastrous film next year that will be released next year as he'll make his debut as a comic hero, comic book action hero. Which of these is Seth Rogen going to star in? Is it Flash Gordon, The Green Hornet, The Tick, or Haggard the Horrible, a 3D experience?
6: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's an interesting question. I can't really see him playing either of those characters. Maybe Haggard, actually. Okay, give me the choices one more time.
0: Flash Gordon... The Green Hornet, the Tick, or Haggard the Horrible.
6: I'm gonna go with the Tick.
0: I'm sorry. The correct answer is the Green Hornet. Yeah, that's why he got skinny. It's for answer. that role. Really? Yeah. He lost a lot of weight for it. Huh.
1: Yeah. It's and so and they acknowledged wow. in uh, Funny People that he was losing weight, but he was losing
3: weight for the for
1: Green the other Hornet role. role.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, Josh, this is for the win and to shame Meg and her smack talk. Okay.
3: <laughs> Alright. This is I, I, I get to keep my job. This is good. <laughs> yeah. This is good. Yeah, incentive. And, and your
0: job is on the line. Okay, good. Um, uh, there's a lot of potentially terrible and unnecessary eighties remakes scheduled to be released next year. All of these are being released except for one. All right, here are your choices. The A Team, Nightmare on Elm Street, Tron, Karate Kid and The Breakfast Club. Which one is not a remake scheduled for next year?
3: Oh, Tron, A-Team. A lot of good movies. A lot of, uh, a lot of good entertainment scheduled. Uh, is Shia LaBeouf in any of those?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can no, cannot confirm nor to die.
3: Okay, or die.
0: (laughs) Confirm or die. He's he's playing the character of Mr. T in the. (laughs) Well, that's too obvious.
3: He's the most versatile actor I've ever uh, of our generation. Yeah, apparently so. Uh, I'm going to go with the Breakfast Club. You
0: are correct, and that is oh oh my gosh, wow. I'm sorry, Meg.
6: No, it's okay. It's okay.
1: Now you can tell all your friends that you got schooled on the relevant podcast.
6: It's true. I think none of my friends listened to it yet. So <laughs> I will let them know, anyways. I'll <laughs> tell them to the listen. So like, they, will, they, will they will enjoy listening
0: to me lose. So oh, I'm, man. I'm sure you've, ju- you've just insulted okay. us as well as losing that,
1: that's, so. that's, how, that's how it's our new uh, viral marketing strategy to grow our listenership. Yeah. We figured we would call every listener one by one, put them on the podcast, and maybe they'll tell their friends. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thanks for participating. <laughs> thanks for re- replying to the tweet and um, being a good sport. No and, problem. And losing so graciously to Josh in his first oh, week no here. no problem. All good right. job, new guy. All thanks. right. Thanks. you Bye.
0: See you, May.
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> See you soon. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it for the... What, what did we call that quiz show? Hey, I, real quick, before we sign off, I just... I have to admit, because Chad's going to call me out in a second... I I saw an email thread in which I saw the answer to that last question. (gasps) The breakfast club. Wow. So I just, Meg, I want to apologize (laughs) to you now. I couldn't say it to your face, but I had to be real and keep it honest. I knew the answer see, because I cheated. No, see, you, this is how I got through community college, people. Y- you, you feeling convicted to to tell the truth yes.
1: is the impact of Tim Tebow on our generation. I think yeah, so. Yeah, exactly. I think so. exactly.
0: Apologize to him, Josh. <laughs> yeah. Apol- don't apologize to Meg. Apologize to Tim Tebow.
1: Tim. I'm sorry, <laughs> Ephesians two fourteen. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, well, so Meg lost and uh, Rick, Josh cheated. Yeah, Josh cheated. But you know the record is what it is. I mean, we can't cha- we can't go back now.
0: Yeah. No. So.
3: It's a it's a dangling Chad.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say you got you have an asterisk next to the win, but it is a win.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Only
1: Th- in, dis- only in Florida. A disputed call. <laughs> well, only with seconds. the vote <laughs> happen in
3: Florida That's like right.
1: this. You know, we'll play more games this year, uh, definitely. We want, we want to find more ways to get you guys involved in the podcast. And, and, and one of the ways is next week we'll bring back feedback. But like I mentioned earlier, it's an interactive feedback where we want to actually hear from you. So now it's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Editorial question of the week. Hey. Okay, for this week's question, we actually kind of want to give you the opportunity of chiming in on the most fascinating person discussion. But rather than just being uh, for the last week, we thought, hey, it's the end, you know, 2009 just ended. Why don't you tell us who your most fascinating person of 2009 was? Uh, you know, a, a lot of people would say maybe Kanye West and 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 what he did. Uh, to Taylor Swift. Um, but basically what we want to hear from you is your most fascinating person and why doesn't have to be famous. Could have been somebody in your own community, your own life could be somebody that made international news. Um, but we want you to call in and tell us, leave it on our voicemail, your most fascinating person of 09 and why. And all you need to do is call 407-660-1411 and then dial extension 126- now little known fact, little behind the scenes um, the the lovely female voice that greets you when you first dial now that's Teresa, my assistant she's uh, she's she keeps the office running here, and then the that that soothing baritone voice that you hear on the actual extension that's Chad. That's Chad Michael Snavely. So, you know, just, you know, a little context there for you. Again, it's 407-660-1411, dial extension 126, and it'll go straight to voicemail. Just leave us your answer to the most fascinating person of 09, and next week on on the podcast we'll actually play uh, several of your replies. Do you guys have any thoughts on most fascinating person of 09?
0: I mean, I would I mean, as a sports fan, I know a lot of people are going to be, you know, a mile probably like this, but I think Brett Favre once again stole the show.
1: I, I, my favorite thing about Brett Favre is the Sears commercial where he's there looking at flat screen TVs yeah, that's and he one. can't make up his mind. Yeah. I like I,
0: I thought you were gonna say the Wrangler commercial because that's like my favorite commercial. <laughs> not only not only am I like a loyal Wrangler's customer, but uh, you know, I have coined the phrase, like if I ever like play football with my friends and there's a guy wearing jeans, I say he's farvin' it. You It's know? like football in jeans, you're farvin' it. You know? There's nothing more American than going out and farving it in the backyard. <laughs> Farving in your (laughs) jeans. Yeah.
1: Okay, so call in. Let us know your most fascinating person of 09. We're really interested to see, A, what you have to say, and B, if this is going to work. So um, play along and uh, call us and tell us what you think. Well, on that note, we'll wrap up the podcast. Um, Many thanks to uh, Josh Bales for coming through the studio. You can check him out at joshbales.com or MySpace or facebook.com slash bales. Well, you made it through your first podcast.
3: I'm exhausted.
1: Yeah, I you know, honestly I am too.
3: Yeah, I mean just all those phone calls to all those listeners sitting by their phones waiting to hear from us.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we didn't actually in that segment let you know, but we called probably 12 different people looking Five. for Yeah, but we called them multiple times. We did. Um, yeah. Um looking for a contestant before Meg uh finally answered, so. Yeah.
0: Um well, well Josh, you did you did a great job, but just to give you a heads up for the future, this podcast is not only physically ex- exhausting, it is emotionally exhausting. Well every I feel
3: week. I feel spiritually exhausted yeah. more than anything else. <laughs> Mostly because I I I cheated on, on the game. So you feel like Michael Vick's Bulldog puppy. <laughs> I feel like the dog that Sarah McLaughlin is holding in the commercials. <laughs>
0: I'm gonna I'm, I'm about to go eat a meal Consisting only of meat That's all I say <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh,
1: Alright, well on that note We'll wrap it up
2: I'm Maya
0: And I'm Josh I'm Jesse <laughs> And for Chad
1: Michael Snavely I'm Cameron Strang We'll see you next week
2: Reach
4: out your finger, Touch the glue. Spin around and wear it Slots you got to pack your bags and go Let it no more have a day Sing for the sun. Three is too many when you play and play and
2: audience of one. Two is too busy when you play and play and audience of one. One is the only way to play and play audience of one.
0: Thanks for listening to the Relevant Podcast. For more, go to relevantmagazine.com. Hey, you know what those Sarah McLaughlin commercials remind me of? An outspoken vegetarian.